0: Hi guys, welcome back to Karen TV and thanks for tuning in to the channel. Today we've got another crime story about an absolutely incredible character, a Turkish Mafia boss who's now based in Dubai. So without further ado, let's get into it. In a viral series of videos released on YouTube, the Turkish Mafia boss, Sedet Perkur, with deep leaks to the security service, civilian bureaucracy and political elite, unleashed allegations of dirt against multiple Turkish government figures and deep state actors. For at least 10 to 20 million Turks who watch Pekur's videos on multiple platforms, the series is more gripping than any other TV series. The series feature accusations of murder, rape, arms and drug trafficking, extortion, media manipulation and blackmail at the heart of the Turkish establishment. The Alleged criminal activities take place in a super posh marina in the coast of western Turkey, business centres and hotels in Istanbul's and plazas in Ankara as well as casinos in Turkish Cyprus. There's also a VIP cast, starting with protagonists such as Beret Albarak, the son-in-law of President Erdogan, and his brother Serhat Albarak. Mehmet Agar, a former interior minister and police chief, who allegedly has deep links and influence over the police. Suleiman Solu, the current interior minister, and a media mogul, Yildrim Demirin. Secondary characters include Turkish MPs, journalists with shady links to officials, and the Mafia. Through his videos, he has already disturbed the slowly shifting power balance within the Turkish state, and competing cliques against each other. The purported legal activities are not just domestic though, they are international. Actors targeted by Procure are alleged to be involved in legal activities spanning Turkey, Syria, Azerbaijan, Russia, Colombia and Venezuela. Pekur framed his move as revenge for the ill treatment of his children at Turkish police's hands during a raid in his home. The police operation against him was part of an investigation into his organised crime syndicate. Pekur claims that he was given a tip-off about the inquiry by the interior minister, who previously extended the police protection granted to Pekur. This, he says, was before he has fallen out with the minister. Learning about potential raids, he fled first to the Balkans, then to Morocco, finally to United Arab Emirates, where he began releasing his videos. Pekur has already released seven videos since the beginning of May. His influence wasn't affected by the fact that most Turkish mainstream media did not cover his messages for days. Even the recent conflict between Israelis and Palestinians didn't distract public attention. He plays an intense chess game pointing to potential legal moves that Turkish prosecutors could take to investigate his claims. He has already proven to be a master chess player By isolating his enemies and pitting them against each other, but he also plays poker keeping his cards close to himself and does not reveal what kind of support he has or may have within the Turkish state or internationally. Despite their high impact, these on average hour-long regularly released videos are on a meagre budget. It is just Pekur talking to the camera, but he quickly built and expanded his audience. A master storyteller and political communicator second to none in the country, Pekur tells his enemies You will be defeated by a camera and a tripod. With religious and political symbols, as well as books on his table, his messages include frequent references to religion, history, historical figures and multiple ideologies. He tries to appeal to both right and left wingers, Sunni Islamists and the religious Alavi community. Attacking multiple forces created a toxic political environment where each and every actor tried to score points against one another. Amit Sikh, a former journalist and opposition MP, likened the situation to a Mexican standoff, a confrontation in which no strategy exists that allows any party to achieve victory. Pekur doesn't claim he'll win this war, but he wants to make sure his enemies lose or achieve only pirate victories. In his chess game, he tries hard to cut his losses and establish new alliances. Although many of his revelations arguably target President Erdogan's rule, He hasn't uttered a word directly against him, he still speaks respectfully of the president and refers to him as elder brother Tayyip. He also speaks sympathetically of the Turkish opposition leaders. In Turkish politics, as much happens behind the scenes as in front, Turkey is a highly centralised state with limited democratic checks and balances. But there is a constant balancing act between deep state power cliques. These power cliques, or the deep state in Turkish lingo, refers to a secret organisation of military and civilian conspirators within the state where the security services have an oversized role in determining state policy. Releasing that the real locus of power does not necessarily lie in the elected government, Turkish people coined the term deep state to describe the unknown and the state's real decision makers. These real decision makers are not the monolithic community though, Turkey is a faction-ridden country, and these factions' formation and actions are usually hidden behind the unifying mask of the state institutions. Each of Perkur's claims, if investigated and confirmed, could at least cost political careers of many top figures. Perkur claims that he will reveal some other wrongdoings by Turkish state figures in the context of the Syrian conflict, and will make your deeds covered as a top international news item, he says. Pekir did not cast a first stone against some parts of the Turkish establishments. There were others before him who revealed alleged wrongdoings, albeit with much less influence. Journalist and commentator Rasin Kekir says his increasing frequency of revelations is not a coincidence. It reflects the fact that the current power block is crumbling. And clearly he is not without sin. To those who say, why should we believe you? because you aren't clean yourself, I say, of course, you will learn about this dirt from me. I am dirty too. He also felt the need to remind the public that he is not a messiah. I am not a saviour. I do this because of personal reasons. Initially, Pekir was furious about the Turkish media, referring to him as an organised crime boss. After all, a few years ago, he received Turkey's leading philanthropist award by one of Turkey's leading newspapers. He was courted and received by Turkey's top politicians, artists, and media figures. This gripping drama tells a story that is also being written in the present tense. Each episode has caused some subtle but increasingly tangible effects. The question currently dominating the public agenda is whether Interior Minister Solu will survive these attacks. The Minister will speak to the media today for the second time in days to persuade the public. His first attempt on Turkish national TV arguably went bad. Pekur's alleged claims about the involvement of Mehmet Agar in the extrajudicial killings of prominent Kurdish figures coincided with the overturning of the acquittal decision by the Court of Appeals. Agar is now facing a retrial in this case. It remains to be seen how Pekur's claim will affect the retrial. Former Speaker of the US House of Representatives, John Boner, famously said, A leader without followers is just a guy taking a walk. Sadat Pekur is not such a guy. He has a strong following offline and now online within the state and among the public it is therefore significant for the Turkish public and the international community to keep an eye on how this drama will unfold I hope you guys enjoyed this story this was based on an article written by Forbes actually in May 2021 Uh, Pekir has gone on to release 10 videos now of revelations on his YouTube channel the links for that will be below the description